0: This is Teacher Answers, a podcast that takes high school students' questions and answers them in the most no-nonsense way possible. My name is Sam Griffin, 27-year veteran teacher and examiner of the teenage brain. Come with me and explore why high school students do what they do. Hello, welcome to the Teacher Answers podcast episode 59. Today, I have an interview that's going to happen and you are about to meet what i call the orangest personality profile person that i know and if you're like what's an orange personality profile go listen to episode 16 16 these are the very extroverted types and i always like to have interviews when i can with people who have different roles here at the school and people with unique personalities i find that stuff very interesting joining me today is our full-time substitute Denny Pavanali? Welcome to Teacher Answers Podcast.
1: Hey, thanks for having me today.
0: I'm so glad you're here. This Love is going to be the most feel-good episode. I can just tell. Going to be great. I can just tell. So, Denny, you you've worked here how many years now? Um, it's my thirteenth. Thirteenth year. Um, could you just for the people who, I mean, you know you definitely know more students here than anybody else i would say you know more people here than the administrators and all of the teachers because you're in every lab you're in every classroom whenever someone's sick or whatever you're going to fill in you, whether it's period by period or a whole day or if it's a long-term deal I, tell the people listening that may not know you very well or at all um, how you got to the school and a little bit about your background.
1: Okay. Um, I've worked in the so-called outside world before, okay, before I became a full-time substitute. My wife worked here for 32 years. Um, I joined in, I think she had four years left before she retired, but I worked in the outside world. I worked for Cardinal Health for 19 years. I was downsized twice which I didn't even know of that word, downsized. Mm -hmm. Okay, And after the second time, I thought, you know what? I'm going to use my degree. I'm going to go back and start subbing and see how that works. Mm -hmm. And I subbed every imaginable place, Tri-Valley, New Lex, Maysville. I was all over the place. Every grade, I did third grade music class. Mm -hmm. And we sang songs and we did all that. And I did... Elementary gym and I did it all, and then I started to focus my way back more towards Zanesville, which made more sense economically, and I started focusing on middle school more than high school. And I was at Tri Valley Middle School forever. Uh, I'd average 120 days a year mm-hmm. at the middle school, mm-hmm. and they offered me the we want to call it full time, but it was just half a day of the social or the study hall monitor position. Right. So I took it because i'm there every day I'd only lasted one year and then the second year um they were going to get rid of it anyway and this position opened here so i jumped all over it and i was one of 40 i think applicants yeah. that interviewed for the job and i got it mm-hmm. and i was thrilled to death um i can tell you that every day is different yeah you have to expect that which i do um I wasn't a person when I worked in the outside world that liked change. Believe it or not. Hmm. I did not. Here, I have adju- I love it. Hmm. I love to see something different every day. I'm doing math. I'm doing gym class. I'm doing carpentry. I'm in welding. I mean, I like it now. Right. I like to see a different setting every day. That gives me an opportunity to see these students and to get to know these students, which I like. I like talking to them. I have lunch duties. That's when I walk around, talk to them, get to know them a little bit. And in lab, too, when they're working on their projects, that's when you get a chance to go up and actually stand next to them and talk to them a little bit. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, is it important? Well, I think the answer is yes <laughs> Okay, to this question before I even ask you. But let's say, why do you think it's important? Because there was a time in, in this profession where – you really were supposed to stay on this side of the desk yep. and just teach the subject and we're not your friend and and that changed from a little bit after i started so my question is why is it important today that we know our students i
1: think they feel more comfortable yep. if they know me okay instead of a person that just came in for the day okay mm-hmm. if they Know me, and especially if you're a teacher that doesn't miss very often, I notice you throw them off. Mm -hmm. Even though it's me being in there, Mm -hmm. they're a little thrown off because they're not used to any other pattern. Right. And if I come in there, I try not to be too different than the other person. Yeah. Now, if it's somebody who misses off and on, and you're in there a lot, then... I kind of like, sometimes I'll go with their rules, sometimes I go with my own rules, because the teacher usually says, you can do what you want, you know what you're doing, or sometimes I mix it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'll mix it up a little bit and do mine and their thing, but Mm -hmm. follow the rules, just do my own thing sometimes.
0: So it's probably easier the second time. Yeah. The first time, it's like, there's always that test the water type of thing especially if they don't know you and I always
1: like the second part of the year rather than the first part Mm -hmm. because the first part everywhere I go I have to say who I am explain I've been here what I do so the second part of the year pretty much everybody knows who I am and I don't have to go through that
0: yeah I mean but just on behalf of all of the staff we we just love you okay and Mike you know our other full time sub. so but it's it's so like I, I feel like and I almost never miss school, but if I do and you're in there, I have no anxiety whatsoever. If it's a random person, it's hard to tell. I mean, usually nothing bad happens, but I know that if I say, turn the crap in at the end of the period, when I come back in, it's going to be laying there. Okay, so we do appreciate that. Um, so you recently, about, if I remember, right, three years ago, started... Um, Skills USA, yes. you started becoming in charge of that. Right. Okay. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I caught on with uh, when Tammy Jones was the head advisor. Uh, I filled in for uh, building maintenance and they needed somebody to go to state. So I said I would do it. I was actually filling in for the instructor at the time, Mr. Felber. And uh, till the end of the year, he had one going to state. He actually had two going to state. So I said, sure, I'll go. My model. So I went, uh, I was a supervisor, an advisor on the trip. Uh, Miss Jones, Tammy Jones, liked what I did, uh, how I helped out Mm -hmm. uh, with the kids. And when we did fun stuff, activities, she liked that. So uh, the next year, Mr. Felver said he was going to step down because you you can't get the position unless somebody steps away. So he was stepping down. She asked me, would you like to be an advisor? I said, sure. So I stepped in, and then I started going to all the things, the regionals,
0: yeah, let's let's assume that people don't know what Skills USA is so w- w- for people that have no clue what that is, what is it?
1: It's hard to describe because it's a lot of things yeah okay a lot of students and students brothers and sisters and cousins and parents and so forth think it's just competition mm-hmm. but it's not okay there is competition okay mm-hmm. will you have your local competitions in your labs will you put somebody in your junior class against your senior class and you'll get a winner or the lab instructor will pick somebody? that they think is a good student, knows what they're doing in lab, let's say in carpentry, and they will choose that person to go to regionals. Okay, regionals are at another campus. We've held it before here. Uh, I think this year it was supposed to be at Knox County Career Center, okay, in Mount Vernon, but it's gonna be virtual this year, all virtual. And I'm hearing that it could be just a test, written test. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you go to regionals, you you have to place first, second, or third, Regionals. If you do that, you get a medal. Mm-hmm. There's a award ceremony, and you will go on to the state competition. It's unfortunate last year that it was canceled right. the state because we were going to take sixty, and that was going to be a record. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, we book a hotel, we stay overnight, we do fun something fun, we do laser tag, we take them to do some stuff. Um, but the whole experience of being in Columbus, uh, that kind of thing, and they get to compete against so many students across the state Mm -hmm. um fall conference we have our own skills officers that uh i pick Mm -hmm. Uh, we usually do it in the spring but since we weren't here last spring it made a little more difficult this fall i had to do all the interviewing in the fall we picked the seven officers we had them we did a fall conference this year once again it was virtual Mm -hmm. It kind of takes away from their experience because they don't get to go to the convention center in Columbus, stay overnight, we have a dance, they have a big speaker come in. But they did get to do it, and we did have somebody run for regional office, Kimberly Barlock, Mm -hmm. and she was elected. It's fantastic. It's the third year in a row we've had somebody, okay, elected a regional officer. So that's pretty cool.
0: I know Kim listens to the show, too. Oh, good. She's a faithful teacher, answer podcast. Congrats, Kim. I'm proud of you. Yes, very much. She's an amazing student. Uh, well, and and then at the end of the year last year, you had that stuff all filled out. And then COVID yanked the rug out from under everything, right? right?
1: Yeah, because I booked those hotels a year in advance what for a all bummer. this stuff.
0: So. What a bummer for everybody, Yep, including yourself. Well, um, let's, let's just talk COVID here for a second. So we're in the middle of it. it. Looking back on this, if it's 2023 and you come across this podcast and listen to it, this is about as hot as it's ever been as far as numbers and just nasty. Um, and, and it affects students. You know, it, it really does. Um, any Anywhere from having to wear masks all day at school and they can't feel like they talk much. And it's very quiet around here. <laughs> you know, I heard, la- I, seriously, the other day I heard laughter in the hall. People come into class like rowdiness. Oh. And I was like, yes. Finally, there was some fun being had, not like shoving and pushing, but like just joking around.
1: Most of the students that I talk to, I'm telling you, would rather be here every day. That's all they tell me. If I'm in an academic or I'm in a lab, which I'm in carpentry right now, I mean, they would rather be here every day.
0: It's hard for them to motivate themselves. Um, When I take that pile of questions over there, the number one thing in it is how do I stay motivated during the schedule? Done. I've talked a lot about it but um, what advice would you have being mr. positive if you're if you're like Sam what what are you talking about okay let me tell you about Denny here for a second I have to do parking lot twice a year and I will go out there and it's always in February which is the I think one of the worst months so got howling winds if not rain it's snow and mud and nastiness you're out there with some crazy hat on and a pair of sunglasses just directing traffic around happy as a lark okay (laughs) what is your secret
1: i'm not sure there's a secret i I volunteered for that like about six years ago yeah and they asked me to do it i think when uh, asa bradbury was here he actually and it was at the beginning of the year and i said sure i'll do it and then one week led to two weeks and then it was like a month and I said you know what I'll keep doing this the rest of the year I don't have any problem with it. Mm-hmm. You leave 15 minutes later and everybody else that's no big deal. So we ke- I kept doing it and then the next year I said guess what I'll keep doing it. Mm-hmm. It seems to be working. We have some semblance of uh, organization out there to the parking lot and I think everybody knows I usually tell them in class how it works when I sub the last couple minutes of their period I'll say. How's everything going on in the parking lot? Remember, this is how it works, everybody. You know, stay under control. Don't be excited. We'll get you out of here as quick as we can. I just kept doing it. And the glasses thing, it's kind of like put a smile on somebody's face at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's sometimes they have a bad – students have bad days, too. Yeah. Okay? Or they have a lot of homework. Or they're going straight to a job mm-hmm. or something. So wear some goofy glasses. If it's towards the end of the year, I'll wear my graduate glasses. They're graduating. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Halloween, I'll put something crazy mask on or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I got, I think, about almost 60 pairs of sunglasses. I was going right? oh, to About 60. Now. Yeah,
0: nice. <laughs> I know they appreciate it. it. I'll tell you what, though. I, I'll be standing out there with you, and it's like, why am I even here? Because they know where to go and what to do and when to leave and the order and how to take turns and you really have them trained and then they'll roll their window down and it's a student I have and they'll say bye to you and not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> a lot of students
1: will remember me after they graduate. Sure. Oh, you were the guy in the parking lot. Absolutely. Yep. I was the one.
0: Yeah. I think it's just so important that, you know, you do that little investing and in other people like that and it, it comes back. It comes back to you for sure. Yeah. Okay. So hobbies outside of school. Tell me something I don't know. I've hobbies? known you for 13 years. Uh, I collect sports memorabilia.
1: Do you really? I have uh, anything Cleveland, Cavs, Browns, Indians, and then my hockey team is not the Columbus Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. It's the Montreal Canadiens because okay. I didn't grow up around here. I grew up in Snesky, Ohio, and mm-hmm. we had hockey night in Canada. So you, when I was little, I either picked Montreal or Toronto, and I picked Montreal. Mm-hmm. So I've been a hockey fan since then, and I – I not only collect the cards, I have any action like figures, uh, bobbleheads, I have a whole room full of all of it. Nice. I'd say Indians, I'm up to like 1,800 different Cleveland Indians cards. Wow. I mean, I just keep, that's my Christmas every year. I just go off eBay and keep buying it. Okay. Because you can keep collecting forever, so.
0: Yeah. Um, I was
1: also, okay, you know that, I think you know, I was also a basketball official yeah, 15 years, I also did baseball and softball for the last six of that. But before that, I coached for 17 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved coaching. It's just like teaching. Mm-hmm. I think it's like teaching. I really do. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I thought it would do it for 30. That's why I told my wife every year, I, we were done. I said, I'm going 30. I'm going 30. Then after about 15, started to get to me just a little bit. It's a lot of time away from home. Yeah. You know, away from your kids. You never get it back. Right. When there was a game, there was a practice. Right. So after 17, I finally thought, well, I can still be close to the game and or sports or young
0: people and be an official. Mm-hmm. So, and I love being an official. What's, what's the cool – okay, let's talk official. What's the craziest moment as an official without naming names or places? Craziest? Like, have you ever had a fan go nuts on you for making a bad call?
1: No, not really. Never I made have, a bad call? I have had a lot of <laughs> other officials that said they have, but – Huh. No, I'm not. Uh, I had a a person approach me after mm-hmm. a tournament game it was a middle school tournament game, uh, and they because they knew I lived in a certain area, mm-hmm. and that one of those teams was from that area, thought that I was, had officiated that game for that school, oh. and they got in my face. Okay, I mean, big time. How would you anyway. handle it? Uh, I just tried to back them off and said, hey. Relax, and then the AD was right there and mm-hmm. came up and said, I said, you need to talk to this person
0: mm-hmm.
1: because they're a lot of control here. And I, I think they think I had something to do with the outcome of the game, and I
0: really didn't. Right. <laughs> so. What is your most rewarding moment that you can think of off the top of your head at, at, at the school?
1: Rewarding?
0: Yeah. It's like you did something and you feel like you had an impact with with students or winning the contests or training people to be officers and leadership I, I, and stuff like that. say
1: since I've been the skills advisor and picking officers and stuff and watching this officers develop mm-hmm. during the year,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a lot of them really take off with this. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, you get in the, now, not this year, because we have an opportunity to talk in front of the students, like in past years, but getting them up there to talk in front of people and learn how to speak in front of people. So important. I, uh, It's unbelievable. I think it's
0: fantastic. Yeah, that's life-changing stuff. I mean, I I think that's a true weakness of today is public speaking. Um,
1: Because they can take this with them, and you hope that they're even if they're in carpentry and they're working at a construction site, maybe they'll be a a boss or a supervisor. Sure. Where they're going to have to stand in front of a group of six or ten people and talk every day to start their day. Right. So,
0: yeah. Very good. So, uh, here's a random question for you. So, uh, I I doubt that you listened to episode 16. Okay, it was something called the Orange Personality Profile. You need to listen to it because it's like the Denny Pavanali profile. In my opinion. Now, this is just on the surface. You may be totally different when you leave here. I don't know. (laughs) And that's that's an important question that I'm wrestling with uh, is what's more important this isn't my question to you although if you have an opinion go for it what's more important what what someone else thinks of you or what you think about yourself right that's a very you start it's like an onion you start peeling off layers of that question and it gets infinitely more complicated because the hallmark card answer is what you think about yourself but here's a great example of my perception of you is what, what I've described up to this point in the last 19 minutes so being what I perceive you as being an outgoing ultra extroverted comfortable in public type person um, if you were on an elevator okay now let's say uh, 30 floors and you got on the elevator with another person and you pressed and they pressed 24 and you were going to floor 22 or something so you were both going for a ride on this elevator and let's just for the sake of being comfortable let's say it was an, a dude okay what do you say to the person during a uh, several Maybe a minute-long ride up the elevator.
1: Well, you can just start up a conversation. Depends uh, if they're wearing, are they wearing a suit, are they carrying a briefcase. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you go to work, you go into a meeting. Just, My wife says it all the time. I'll strike up a conversation with a lot of people where yeah. she will not, if we're in a group of two or three or four, I'll be the first one to talk all the time. Does it drive her nuts?
0: Huh? Does it drive her nuts? <laughs> yeah, kind of. It does. <laughs> I, I think it does. <laughs> she... She's used to it now, though. (laughs) Yeah, she
1: is.
0: (laughs) So I was right in my assumption then, because that's what I say. An orange person could not keep quiet during that one standing right next to someone versus like a yellow personality profile. It would be eyes straightforward the whole time, awkward, and then they would both get off. But so you would you would notice what they're wearing or something like that. Mm -hmm. They had like a sports team shirt on. You would make it. okay gotcha okay um let's so what's your advice then when because i've had a lot of students ask me how do i become more outgoing because if you if you are and i'm kind of convinced that being introverted could be a weakness in the world like it could be like almost like a worldly um not like a deficiency but like it, it could hold you back you know, because you have a conversation with this guy, you don't know who the guy is, but maybe he's someone super important that could be really helpful to you, and you make sure. a connection right there, and you're like, you, you know, decide to meet the next day and discover that this guy leads to a new job or something. I mean, that stuff happens every day.
1: I think they have to push themselves. Yeah. Okay. Because if they're not going to have help from somebody, you have to push yourself to talk to people, to get up in front of people. Not all those skills officers wanted to get in front of the, the whole commons. Mm-hmm. Okay, a lot of them are petrified. Mm-hmm. We had one last, not this past summer, the summer before, she was going to be a junior here, and she was one of our officers. I mean she was scared to death at summer camp to get up in front of just 112, I think it was 100, 150, mm-hmm. maybe 200 tops, students. Scared to death. But she did it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so sometimes you, you really have to push yourself. It's like playing sports. When I coached, how much do you want to use your off hand? Then you're going to have to use it in practice a little bit. Show it you can use your left hand. Mm-hmm. Okay, do it when you're just dribbling up the court, and not when somebody's on you. Push yourself to do it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's really good. And then you kind of realize, hey, I I was scared, but I didn't die. Like right. no one got hurt, and you know. And I actually felt kind of accomplished after that, you
1: know. And the girl that did that at summer camp...
0: Right. ...at
1: regionals, what was one of the things she did? Prepared speech. There you she go. signed up for prepared speech.
0: Changed person. Yeah. I think it was. It's a comfort zone thing. So easy to stay in it. Um, hmm. Well, that's really interesting. So, um... Wit- okay, so let me ask you this. Being super comfortable with people when do you feel uncomfortable with people
1: Uh, usually if I'm thrown a question that I don't know totally off you know that has nothing to do with whatever we're talking about or wherever I'm at Mm -hmm. that sometimes will make me uncomfortable
0: can you give me like an example
1: Uh, off the top of my head no I really can't
0: Um, If it's just like an inappropriate, awkward question. Yeah. Okay. All right.
1: But I'm, I'm real comfortable in the classroom with, with students. I really am. I mean, I, that's my most comfort zone I'd have to say. Mm -hmm. And I try to make them feel that way. I really do. Because if their teacher's not there for the day, they're already uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. And I think. A lot of them will breathe a sigh of relief when they know it's me in there. Yeah. Rather than somebody who, even though it's somebody we hired off the street who's been here 20 times.
0: Yes. If it's me, they feel better. I have witnessed that before when I had to leave for something and you came in and I was kind of giving you the the scoop on what was going to happen. And they're like, oh, you're our sub. Yeah. So, but I know that that's not, hey, it's party time. I know it's not. Nope. That. It's just they're comfortable. Yes. Okay. Um. What is let, let, I got two more questions for you One's serious and one's Goofy Which Ooh. one do you want?
1: Let's go serious you first want the serious one? Wait a minute Let's go serious first
0: Okay So we'll, we'll drop our voice down a little bit <clears throat> um, I'm going to defer to this question That a student wrote me Okay So I will let you answer this What is something important to know I, I've already answered this one on a, on a a show a million years ago, I don't know, episode 10 or something like that. What is something important to know when we graduate that maybe we wouldn't know?
1: I would say they really know, need to know themselves. Okay? Because sometimes after you graduate, you don't have the help all the time that you have here mm-hmm. from teachers, from faculty, mm-hmm. from parents. Some students immediately move out mm-hmm. from home. They're on their own. You need to know yourself and what, you, how you want to approach the job, the world, what's next. Okay, so I think you need to know
0: yourself and how you want to do that. I couldn't agree more. Here's my follow-up question, though. I think they struggle with that. I think a lot of them don't know how to get to know themselves because cell phone, they're looking at other people's lives, measuring themselves with, by other people's finish lines and how pretty they are and all that. And I'm not anti-cell phone. I'm not. But that's what I have told a lot of students is like, you do need to have some quiet time and try to sort this out and ask yourself what what do i like doing you know um yeah one that's of my questions
1: one. when i interview the skills officers for mm-hmm. positions when i'm gonna in my interview tell me something about yourself mm-hmm. that seems to be a hard one to answer just a simple question Isn't like give me something or give me a a strength mm-hmm. or a weakness do you really have a weakness? mean they'll come up with a weakness but yeah strength they have trouble telling me about
0: strength they have
1: Mm -hmm. what their strong point is
0: it's such a simple thing
1: i know i don't think they know themselves enough
0: i agree with that it's it's so important that all teachers and parents and anybody that's in charge of of them tell them that well, that's a good one I'm going to do that when I get a chance some rainy Tuesday soon what, what is your strength that should not blow a kid's mind no they should know that answer I'm guessing anybody that's had a serious interview probably has thought about this by now I would hope yeah um, what is your weakness and don't tell me you don't have one either <laughs> you know because I'll see <laughs> right. through that bull crap in a second but alright so you're uh, you're silly question is I, I want to know I want to know something that you can share that's quirky about yourself for instance am I making you uncomfortable right now? no I just have to think <laughs> okay so like for instance I'll ask this this is the best question to ask high school students tell me something quirky about yourself you will hear the wildest stuff like I can't turn the volume up unless it's on an even number or it's got to be a multiple of five like you can't turn the volume to seven it's got to be to 10 or 15 no 12 is right out and certainly no 13 uh what is something okay quirky
1: maybe this might this might be something i i am a person I have a lot of clothes. Okay. I'm a shopper. All right. Okay. Well, my wife is not the shopper. She will tell you that. I'm the shopper. And it's hard to believe a lot of guys are not shoppers. Mm-hmm. I'm a shopper. Okay. I have a ton of dress clothes for school all the time. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is other kinds of clothes, workout clothes and stuff, I'm kind of like my dad was. I'll wear something, a hat forever. I wear a t-shirt until it's rags before I pitch it. Over mm-hmm. over and over. I'll just, that's the way I, tennis shoes, I'll wear them until there's absolutely nothing left before mm-hmm. I switch. I don't, that's, shorts, same thing, I'll wear a pair of shorts and keep wearing and keep wearing all of it until
0: it completely wears out before I switch anything. It's kind of like a practical thing, almost. Almost. <clears throat> if you were shopping for a toaster, do you buy the best toaster you can get or a toaster that'll just toast bread?
1: Uh, sometimes I'll go to like the next step up one okay okay nah well not the really low price uh let's go to the next one if maybe. the
0: if the toasters starting to break down do you immediately chuck it or try to fix it
1: oh no i'm I'm not a mister fix it
0: okay. No. okay I say that because if if you're buying a lot of dress clothes but the stuff that you do every day you just want see so you, you see what I'm saying yeah it's kind of like some people will buy, like my my wife says, I, I need a new uh, hairdryer. And I said, you know what? We have thrown about three hairdryers away because you buy the cheap one. Get the nicest hairdryer you have. And she's had that thing for like 15 years now. And, but yet you buy the cheapest toilet paper possible, you know? Right. So that's, that's kind of like... The stuff that you use that you need to get done, like dress clothes. But if you're just going to work out, an old ratty t-shirt, right? Work. That's interesting. That's I, at least I find that interesting. All right. Is there any other thing you would like to tell the students at MidEast or the or, or anywhere? You know?
1: uh, uh, not really. Uh, I will say this. Before I came here, I was more. Involved with a lot of sports. You know, every the middle school, Tri Valley, everything was sports. You know, I did referee to almost all their games. So they'd see me the next day and say, Oh, you ref my game. And, and I've been involved in sports the whole time. Then when I came here, this is a whole different picture. Mm-hmm. Okay. These are basically students. Now we have athletes here, mm-hmm. but we have students that have a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, they come with the idea and they, a lot of them leave with the idea where they want to go into the working world. Mm hmm. Okay, so this has been a whole different view for me. I like it a yeah. lot. Yeah, same. Okay, I really do, because the other stuff I'd had enough, you know, I coached, I did all that, and then now this, this is, this is great. Mm-hmm. This is a whole different view that I've never seen before, even though my wife told me about it all the years that she was here. Yeah. This is great stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, Denny, I really appreciate you being here today and saying yes to... For letting me interview you. I think I think I know you better now. Um, I'm sure anybody listening to this does. so. But uh, for all the f- full-time subs out there. Plastering a smile on their face when they <laughs> don't even know what they're doing. Period by period. Let alone day by day. That is an amazing feat. So how, how do you. I don't know if I asked you this. How do you remain positive when you sub for somebody. And then you don't know if you have to sub the next period or not. You know what I mean? Uh, you just go with the flow. Yeah,
1: you just got to go with it. I mean, sometimes you'll walk into the room and there won't be anything there. Right, We've had that before. I mean, somebody had to leave real quick. Yeah, uh, you just had to open up the book and let's say, well, let's let's add live a little bit. Let's yeah. go to the next. And the teacher doesn't get upset because you stayed basically on the same. Yeah, you just went to the next chapter. You went to the next uh, assignment. Something. You know, you just that's sometimes you have to play it by ear like that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I I appreciate you coming on. Loved it. Thank you. All right. You guys have a good one. Talk to you soon. You have been listening to Teacher Answers. If you would like to submit a question, drop me an email at teacheranswers at gmail.com or you can leave me a voicemail on the Anchor podcast site, anchor.fm slash teacher answers.